Welcome back to Don't You Know Sports. I am joined by my beautiful co-hosts tonight, Mike and Mike at night. Again, we are back at it. We realize it's been, you know, a little over a week. You know, real life stuff got in the way. We're not we're not making money off the podcast yet. Hasn't hasn't become our booming career yet. Keyword yet. It will happen someday. But you know, as as football season gets crazy and chaotic, we get, you know, beautiful week one NFL, a couple weeks college football. You know, we realize our lives were also busy as well. And that's no excuse. We need to get the podcast out there for the people, for the diehard listeners. So we're gonna continue to grow and evolve and, and we'll be better as football season comes along. We thank you for sticking with us. But it's great to be back on. It's great to have football back. Mike and Mike, how we doing? I've been better. Not going to lie, Jacob. I've been oh. better. Okay. Well, we'll get to your mood in a second. Michael, how you doing? You know, I'm doing okay. Happy to be back on the pod. Uh, hey. You know, happy football's back. Happy uh, there's some, in my eyes, semblance of optimism regarding my football fandom this year. So, sure. You know? Ab- absolutely. And and that's 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 what it's all about right now. You know, it's week one. You can't have your hopes crushed yet. But let's hop right into it. We got a lot. We got a lot to get to tonight. Consider we were off for a week and a half. There's a lot of football to recap. So we're gonna jump right into our, our NFL slate. We're recording this on Sunday night. So you'll get some live reactions of uh Cowboys Bucks. Fantastic Sunday night game. We'll see we'll see what happens early in the first quarter as we're recording this. So that's gonna be that'll be a great game, hopefully, to watch. Um but we gotta start, you know. It's it's easy to podcast in the highest of highs, and Mike tonight was was in our group chat saying, you know, guys, I'm okay with sitting out, and you know, we told Mike, you can't. I'm sorry. When when you're down in the dumps, the people need to hear your authentic takes. Mike, being a diehard Packers fan, it was not a fun day for you. The floor is yours. Uh, it was a rough one. Uh, I really did want to sit this one out, not going to lie, but I'm here and uh, we're going to have some fun with it. So, yeah, the, the Packers didn't look very good today. <laughs> that's big of you. First of all, kudos to you for showing up. OK, thanks. Not man. everyone. Could, not everyone could do that. OK, and, and I'm proud of you for being here. But man, they look terrible today. Yeah, I only cried like six times. <sighs> so. What was your what was your thoughts on the Aaron Rodgers body language? Um, not surprising, uh, at in the slightest. I I I knew that there was gonna be like you know, early on woes with this team because I mean, what can you expect when you have the corpse of Randall Cobb and a whole bunch of rookies and the Lizard King throwing? You know, that's the only guys that you're throwing to. So yep. it's not really surprising at all seeing Rodgers get really frustrated. He was yelling at some people. I don't know who he was yelling at. It wasn't the coach, but. He definitely was yelling at someone. And then at the same time, LaFleur was yelling at someone too. So there's definitely some communication breakdown. There's definitely people not doing their correct assignment. But all in all, no one on the team looked good. Not, I don't think one person looked good. I mean, <laughs> okay, so it um, sometimes they say, you know, the the season goes on how you how the first play of the game goes for you, right? And so the very first offensive play of the game for the Packers was an 80 yard touchdown drop by our second round rookie Christian Watson supposed to be the next Jordy Nelson so that um that one felt really good I mean it was a dime like right on the hands perfect throw 
Perfect throw. And then, I mean, ever once that happened, like the the whole team just like you just kind of tell they they just kind of shut down. I don't and, know. Like no one could do anything. And that Rogers the re- Rogers reaction to that act to me actually was not bad. It seemed like he looked over at the sideline. It was kind of like a okay, we got to get through this. Like like almost like he was expecting some growing pains. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. as the game went on, the growing pains turned into more than growing pains, and it was just not good football. And then he started to get really pissed off. Yep. Yeah, so, and I just want to read off some stats here. So you, we have, you know, two, uh, I'd say quality pro, not obviously not pro bowlers, but quality pro bowler running backs, uh, both with less than 50 yards rushing. And our leading wide receiver or leading rece- uh, receiving yards player was A.J. Dillon with 46 yards. Next up was Dobbs with 37 and Tunyon with 36. I mean, this team was just atrociously bad. Yeah, I'm really sad. Fun. I knew, okay, so going into this game, I expected to lose. I really did. I was like, you know, we always split it 50-50 with the Vikings. We usually take the home game, and they take the the other game at home. And I was like, yeah, we're probably going to lose. But I at least wanted, like, something to go into next week on. No one looked good. What do I have next week to look forward to? I just, <laughs> this team's going to be a rough one. We're still going to be a good regular season team, but my God, we're going to get shut down in the playoffs. Um, Michael Hiddings, quick question for you. Do you think today was good Vikings or bad Packers? Mixture of both. Uh, I, I that's think a weak, that's a weak answer. I know it's no, a I would weak agree, answer, but you, you can't agree. not say it's a mixture of both. I mean, the Vikings came ready to play. They made some plays on offense. Justin Jefferson is as good as advertised. Um, he's one of the best receivers, if not the best, you know, he can make that, he can argue it, but um, well, it helps. It helps when he's being covered by their defensive end. Right? Yeah, I was just gonna say. So in the third quarter, Justin Jefferson had 160 yards already and a touchdown, and they had Preston Smith guarding him at one point. It's a very, uh, it's a very Don Brown type of move. Former <laughs> University of Michigan defensive coordinator. I'm gonna just quickly take you five years back when Michigan played Penn State, and they put. Man to man, their slowest linebacker on Saquon Barkley. So, what are we doing? Yeah, it ended as badly as you thought. So, it, it just doesn't make sense. And yeah, Packers shooting themselves in the foot. I, I w- was expecting a little, I don't know if I was expecting a little more out of the Vikings offense. I, I take that back. The Packers defense is very good. I still think they are very good. But the Vikings have weapons on offense. I, I think we saw the growing pains with the Packers. They're not going to be this bad moving forward. I don't believe that. Um, but, yeah, today was a rough one for them. And the Vikings played pretty well, too. They came ready to play. you probably love to see that with the Viking or with the Packers playing bad. It's a catch-22 catch a little bit, you know? Like, yeah, the Packers are probably the most hated by Lions fans. You know, my wife's a Packer fan. I, I I still can't bring myself to ever really rooting for the Packers, but it's still like you never. I'm not really rooting for the Vikings either. Yeah, that's true. Hey, I, I was I'm, rooting for the Lions today. Well, the lot we talk about this, Mike. The Lions are lovable losers. It's acceptable for you to root for them. It's not acceptable for Lions fans to root for Packers. Fair. It does yeah. not work back and forth. Fair. <laughs> I we have taken our beatings at the hands of all the NFC North teams over the years. So that's why we just don't really like any of you. Uh, (laughs) Me personally, this is nothing against you, Mike and 
Sadie, I think you two are the most realistic Packer fans I I know. Sadie's um, my wife, for those that don't Sadie know. Sadie is Jacob's wife, by the way. Uh, it's the rest of your of our generation's Packer fans that are spoiled brats, and they don't know what it's like to lose. So, yeah, part of me is like you could deal with the Lions season or two every once in a while just to get what it's like to deal with 30 years of it. Yeah, 100% fair. Totally agree. And the other thing I would say, too, is um, in the last three years or so, the Packers have always seemed to have like one bad game in the first three weeks where they like forgot how to play football. I think it was like two years ago we played the Buccaneers and we got absolutely pooped on. And then I think last year it was the Saints and they just like they Aaron Rodgers forgets how to throw a football and the whole team sucks. And I'm hoping that this year it was hopefully it was week one against the Vikings. It obviously it sucks that it was a division rival, but you know, maybe maybe hopefully it's just a one time thing. Either way, I'm nervous for the offense, though. Um, I mean, you mentioned Sadie, you know, being a she's a, she to me is a pretty good Packers fan. I lived in Wisconsin for a long time being, you know, I had to deal with a lot of not good Packer fans as well. So she often sits next to me and in, in while we record these podcasts. And I would love to just get her thoughts on how her day went today. So we're just going to give her <laughs> a couple seconds of of her life as a Packers fan and also being very, very pregnant right now. Segment, segment uh, idea. It's called Sadie's Sorrows. Sadie's Sorrows. All right, go ahead. Um, it, it was a tough day today. It was not enjoyable. I don't know why I missed football. Um, you know, I really looked forward to this day and, you know, hoped maybe my kid would make an appearance at some point, but today's just not a good day. We need to, we need to wait a little longer. I'm 39 weeks. I'm ready to, she's ready to bust. How how many times did you have to pee during football today? (laughs) Just the Packers game. Uh, probably about six. So that was really fun with all the stairs. Um, really enjoyable, but I am hoping that next week they, show me something but if the season is going to go anything like today it's going to be hard to convince my child to be a Packers fan so all right Sadie That's, and I Sadie and I were texting back and forth during the game and it was FaceTiming a whole lot of WTFs yeah FaceTiming it was a lot of yeah it was a lot of just you know what are we doing here is, so know. let's finish let's finish with this Mike where's the are you are you pressing the panic button or like one to ten? Where's your where's your panic meter? Um, it's probably about a five and a half, maybe a six. Okay. Uh, I still think they're going to be fine in the regular season. Right? They're going to win a bunch of games, but I have zero hope for them in the playoffs right now. Okay. Because this offense can get shut down with ease. Maybe this will be the year they finally sign Odell Beckham Jr. Packers fans have been asking for it for like the last five years. Maybe yep. they'll finally get him. You know, I'm not I'm not holding out. <laughs> But I would love it, but and that that's what I was like hoping this GM is like, oh yeah, we're gonna pull this move. But uh, no, it's not gonna happen. Don't get your hopes up. Um, and then the Vikings side of things, Ben's not here to talk about his Vikings, but his hot Kirk Cousins take of MVP looks looks decent right now. Little, uh, we got a new segment coming up later where we can get into the Vikings a little more. One of my questions is about the Vikings, so we'll, we'll, we could table our Vikings talk. I think Justin but, Jefferson has a better chance to get an MVP. Oh, Justin Jefferson was an Ooh. absolute stud today. 180 yards and two touchdowns. That, yeah. that he was wide open every single time. Yeah. And it he's, didn't make sense to me. Sorry. It did not make sense to me how they didn't have Jair Alexander shadowing him. 
I mean, every time Jair was off of him, the dude was wide open. Yeah. 50 yards. Yeah, I was just, I don't know. Yeah. All right, well, let's get to the Detroit Lions, shall we? What a let's roller, do it. What a roller coaster of a game they had today. I I don't even know where to begin. I They ended up losing by three, um, which if you told me that coming into today, wouldn't surprise me. I think they, the Eagles are a playoff team. They covered so, the spread. Yeah, they covered the spread. They had a chance to win the game, and at one point, late third, uh, going into the fourth, they were down 17. You know, so it, there was the aspects of typical Lion-esque play. They were dropping passes, a uh, couple of big miscommunications between Goff and the receivers today led to a pick six and a near uh, another interception. First um, half, first half especially. Yeah. It, it, Lions offense looked out of sync first half, which that was disappointing. Um, I knew their defense would struggle with Philly. The Lions defense always struggles with quarterbacks that can run. Um, except last year when they played Lamar Jackson and Justin Tucker had a 66-yard field goal. Yeah, except for that one. That one was chaotic and weird and crazy. And yeah. Typical Lions loss. Uh, right, right. That type of fashion. Losing, but, losing in a total way. You, you, they find a new way to lose every week. New way to lose. Oh, uh, NFL career-long field goal. Uh, yeah, that, that let's make that one and lose right. that way. Too. What was it like fourth and 20 gave up a first down and yeah, then, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, fourth yeah. and 20 gave up a first down wide open receiver. And then, uh, got, uh, Baltimore got an extra second. Yep. Somehow put back on the clock. Yep. Like when, uh, Lamar spiked it, it was definitely at zero. Yeah. It just uh, happens. It just happens. It's how it works. So the extra second gets ticked on and you're like, ah, he's kicking a 66 yarder. I'm sure Tucker will hit it. Cause that's what happens. And then bounces, uh, you know, off the, the you know, crossbar and in, and you know, here we are as a Lions fan, uh, new ways to lose anyway today. Uh, they, they struggled with Philly last year. I knew Philly's offense would move the ball. I was just hoping the Lions' offense could m- maintain pace. First half, they didn't. Um, but what was encouraging is they got down 17. They didn't give up. They fought back. Uh, Goff started throwing the ball well. They did a good job in the run game. Their offensive line controlled the line of scrimmage uh, in that fourth quarter. Um, so if they can put a full game together, they're going to upset some teams. Um a three-point loss, but I'm, I came out of it optimistic. The Lions aren't a playoff team. Their defense is as bad as I thought it was, although they got a couple key stops in the fourth quarter to make right. that a game. Um, but if they can get consistent output from their offense, they're going to drop some points on teams. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Swift-Williams is, is as good of a one-two punch as any in the NFL. Yeah. Um, and their old line is, is a top-five offensive line. You know, as long as Jared Goff can, you know, not turn the ball over, they got weapons where their offense, like you said, is going to put up points with teams. The defense is just so concerning. It's not it's, it's bad where it needs to be. It, and yeah, you, yeah. you know, it'll be better. It's hard to prepare for a guy like Jalen Hurts in week one. A.J. Brown, you know, just gets there, too. And, yep. But that's part of it, too, is like. That's the guy you know you got to shut down. He goes 10 right. catches, 150, and, and they lights him up. He was, He's the only wide receiver the, today. Yeah, he was the only guy that really did much of anything. Jalen Hurts did not throw the ball well, no. other than to A.J. Brown. 
<laughs> but the rest of the game, it was the Lions. I didn't feel they pressured Hurts enough, but when no. they did, they couldn't get home. They couldn't get him on the ground. They let him escape. And that was the one thing it felt like, man, do we got anybody spying to him? You know, right. like every time he's taken off, he's picking up eight, nine, 10, 11 yards or whatever. And enough to move the chains, enough right. for Philly to eventually score the touchdowns when they, they have those plays. Uh, secondary had good moments. Uh, they also had struggle moments. Uh, linebackers are what they are. They just they don't have good linebackers. You have a, a young guy in Rodrigo um, who played his heart out. Um, Alex Anzalone. Alex Anzalone, he's yeah. just not good. He's yeah. not a good football player. They're both like good hustle. They seem like they got hustle guys at linebacker. Right. But don't but have not the actually physical, physical attributes to, you know, spy. They, they Right. They're not going to spy at Jalen Hurts. No. And they didn't. They didn't do it today. How did Aiden Hutchinson look? I, okay. Um, I, Philly's O-line's pretty good. Uh, they moved him a little bit. He, he had some moments where he got in the backfield. Uh, but I, I think he can look back on some things today and say, I got to get better here. Um but and it wasn't just him. I think Lions defensive line in general did not get the push they needed to probably, control her. It's probably one of his first times playing a quarterback like Jalen Hurts, where it's like maybe he thinks he's got a sack and he Boom. you know outruns him or gets out of it. You know, it, yeah. It's a game of angles and contain when you're on the D line. So like you said, it's like you had bright spots, but then at the end of the day, you gave up 38 points at home. Right. I, again, it's a lot of points. It doesn't surprise me because I, I don't think the Lions defense was is that good. I didn't think they were good coming in. Sure. It's going to the Lions are going to win a lot of games having to outscore teams. Uh, even the worst offenses they play are going to drop 20 the Lions plus on are- them. Are you saying the Lions are going to win a lot of games or they're going to have to score a lot of points to win games? They're going to have to score a lot of points to win games because okay. I don't think their defense is that good. Because the hope first sentence can... you said, the first sentence you said was, they're going to win a lot of games. <laughs> and I was oh, like, Mike, yeah, no, that's completely not said true. that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Completely I thought that the that Lions, wrong. the Lions, you know, played who most of us took as the Eagles to be the division winner. And they, yeah. they, they played them, you know, sure. they, they came out yeah. and they were scrappy and they, you know, they almost came close to winning. So I think that's a, it's a good sign. At least they put up points in like my Packers. Yeah. 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 It's, and I don't know if that means much about the Lions offense. I don't know if that means we should be questioning the Eagles defense. Um, but the one thing I felt coming into the season was the pieces were in place for the Lions to have a somewhat productive offense this year. It's, this was the type of game I felt it would be. Both teams, I was hoping the Lions would get to the 30s. I figured the Eagles would get to the 30s. So, For sure. um, Just on the wrong side of it. It's disappointing yep. in your home opener. You'd give up 38. But, again, they gave up 44 to the Eagles last year, and I think the Eagles are a better offensive team this year. So, uh, And the Lions Baby didn't improve steps. that much defensively. Baby so. steps. It, it's – not they're not getting to the playoffs this year. I, right. I have them at six right. wins, so this is progress. Some good things to take away. Right. I'm content. All right. 
that's good for the Lions. That's uh, like some positives, some negatives. Like you said, where we ex- kind of where we expected them. We'll see. We'll see where they go after this. See what defensive adjustments they make after playing a real game. Um, but Jacob next, fins up, baby. Next we got yeah, baby. Let's go fins up. Not a Midwest team, but I'm, I know I'm the you know. Well, I'm not the only one. Eric's Steelers guy, but. Uh, the Dolphins played the Patriots today, and uh, can you guys tell me uh, which quarterbacks in their career have a better record against Bill Belichick than Tua Tungavailoa? I don't think there are any. There, well, there's one that's tied. Joe Namath? Better against Bill Belichick? Joe Namath is older than Bill Belichick. He did not play against Bill Belichick. Okay. <laughs> Mark Sanchez. Nope. Couldn't tell you. Uh, it is. But Fumble had some wins. It is John Elway. John Elway. Oh, I did not see that one coming. John Elway is 4-0 against Bill Belichick. And Tua Tungavaloa is also 4-0 against Bill Belichick. So the comparisons to John Elway are about to skyrocket. Okay? I mean, yeah. When I see him play, I think John Elway. So. Yes. All right. Here's what we'll say about Tua. I tweeted it out today. I said... I saw a lot of really good things today. The only clips that ever go viral on Twitter are the like two bad throws that look hor- horrendous. He throws. He had one that looked like it slipped out of his hand or got tipped by a defender, and it fell like 15 yards short of Tyreek Hill. And so everyone is like, "Oh, he's terrible." And then the other one is the Tyreek Hill jump ball that was like looked like Tua kind of threw it up to him, and Tyreek Hill made a sick one-handed catch, and it was awesome. So that's where everyone, you know. The mainstream media is all anti-Tua. And I'm trying my best to keep a level head, be optimistic about Tua, see if he can make the, the leap and be the guy. Things I did see today was he he checked plays at the line. You could see him calling audibles that worked in his favor. And they had really good movement and motion on the offensive or uh, pre-snap stuff that got, you just got to get the ball to Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. And they're going to have a good offense. Chase Edmonds looked pretty good today. I mean, their defense was electric. The Steelers are going to get all the hype from today because their defense destroyed Joe Burrow. The Dolphins were like the second best defense today with turnover-wise. They had two sack fumbles, one for a touchdown, one interception. That was a great play by Xavier Howard, tip tip ball in the end zone. Their, their defense played awesome. And then to a, to a, today was a day where he did what he needed to do. He didn't wow me, which I would like to see once in a while if you want to be a franchise guy. But today was not a day where I was like, we cannot win with him. Today was a day where I was like, it's a step in the right direction. And if he continues to get better, I think they can win with him. That was my takeaway from today's game. It's awesome to dominate the Patriots at home. It's awesome to see Bill Belichick suck without Tom Brady. It's great to see Mac Jones you know, he's like the most average guy to me. Some people are like, oh, he was, you know, his completion percentage was so high last year and he did such a good year with the Patriots. I think Mac Jones is going to be so average. I don't see a, a super high ceiling with him. I don't know if two, uh, I don't know what the ceiling is with Tua, but I don't understand how everyone's dismissing Tua versus Mac Jones. To me, they could be, they're very similar at this point in their careers. So that was, that was the beautiful part to me is, that's that's four in a row against the Patriots. At least three in a row against the Patriots. Two is four in a row against the Patriots. So 
I'm a happy I'm a happy NFL fan today after watching that. That makes one of us. Yeah, so Mike said Mike's at a zero. Michael's at about a four or five. And I'm yeah, at that's, like that's an, fair. I'd say four. And I'm at like an eight. You know, I'm not a if Tua would have lit the world on fire and everyone was going crazy about his game, then that puts me at a ten. He was he was good. He was, he was, you know, he was, he was like a six out of 10 quarterback today. And that's what it's going to be. You know, the rest is my hot take was Dolphins win the AFC East and the Bills looked insanely good on Thursday night. So they're going to have to play insanely good and they get the Ravens next week. Awesome test. We'll see what happens. I was telling Mike before the podcast last year on my birthday, the Dolphins were like three and seven or something and they beat the Ravens on Thursday night football upset them and then they went on like a six game winning streak and then lost in week 18 almost made the playoffs so that was what catapulted them last year we'll see if they got the 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 cheat code for lamar jackson yeah it should be a great game especially with that dolphins defense i think it's actually legit they made mac jones look horrible and that whole patriots offense looks stale so javon holland is one of my new favorite players he's a stud safety he's awesome yeah. to watch he's like one of those guys I was so sad when Minka Fitzpatrick like wanted out because I could see the, the future of the Dolphins being that was when they were really bad. And then the future looked like they were like one year away from starting to compete again, which was true. Then they they missed the playoffs the last two years in, in, in tiebreakers. So like they've been right there. But Fitzpatrick wanted out after his rookie year, which is like, dude, you're not I feel like you're not allowed to demand a trade after your rookie year. First of all, mm-hmm. like he's. I mean, like one of the only guys to do that. Yeah. And now we've replaced him with Javon Holland, who is going to be an absolute stud. And he's like the guy they move all around. They disguise blitzes and coverages and things with him. He's just a fun guy to watch on the field that they can do a bunch of different things with. And if Minka Fitzpatrick was still there, the Dolphins might be Super Bowl favorites because Minka Fitzpatrick is so good at football. Yeah, he had that block field goal today. That was yeah. amazing. And pick six. And pick six. Yeah. Unreal. So there's a major difference in how that game turned out. Yeah. yeah. It's... All right. Any other, you guys got any thoughts on the dolphins? You can bring me down to earth if you want to. No, I would say like the only thing that I didn't see too much of the game, but I did see towards the end, like uh, Tua was able to run for first down. to like close out the game with like a minute left. I mean, the game was over anyway, but he instead tried to throw it and it was just a horrible throw. Yep. Uh, you know, hit the dirt, but I was just like, you could have just ran an extra three yards and got that first down and just ended the game right there. Yep. Um, so that I would like to see him improve on, especially because he's got the speed for it. So And he um, had another one that that made me want to throw up earlier, but then also I got a little bit of hope earlier because Aaron Rodgers did the exact same thing with his interception today. It was He was rolling out to his lefty, so he's rolling out to his right, turns his hips, and kind of just like shucks the ball as he's getting hit. And... Patriots guy drops a pick. It was awful throw. Just just a terrible decision. And then I was like, see, good quarterback. I'm like, good quarterbacks do not do that. That was one of the things in my head. I'm like, you can't do that. And then Aaron Rodgers did that today. He rolls <laughs> yes. out to his left, chucks it up, and the Vikings pick it. I'm like, okay, so I guess good quarterbacks still do that once in a while. It gives me a little <laughs> bit of hope. Like, Patrick Mahomes chucks it up there once in a while, and his guys usually make the play. Like, Tyreek Hill would make the play last year. He'd come back to the ball. It's not always a perfect throw. It's, you know, good quarterbacks take the shots, and, and a lot of times their receivers make the play. 
Yeah, I mean, usually the idea of that is to also like put the ball in the spot where only your receiver can get to it. Sure. So it was really obviously disappointing for a Viking to pick it off. Right. But and I, I would mean, say a lot of the is. time, a lot of the time they do that too. You 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 got the chance for drawing pass interference too. It's yes. A Fifty yard penalty. Yeah. Which yeah. happens all too often in the NFL. Yeah. When you're trying to like extend the play, anything can really happen. Right. Right. All right. Well, so we'll see what the Dolphins next week. It'd be great. Um, I don't know, Michael. Do you watch? Do you have? Do you watch Red Zone or uh, Direct TV? You know, do you do the? Do you do the like four screens at once thing? Uh, I do not. I okay. do not have it. God bless your soul, because <laughs> today, today oh, so at about three forty-five, was for about you know almost probably a half hour straight, right, Mike? Yeah. Was, yeah, it was, was awesome. The most. It was beautiful chaos. It was such. Be- it was almost overwhelming, but it wasn't because football was back, and it was just nuts. You got the red zone on your TV. They're they're throwing two, three, four games at you all at once. The Lions game wasn't even being shown on red zone at all. I got that on my computer off to the side. And the Lions game was close, and all these games are coming down to field goals. It was so beautiful to have that back, and so many games that. We're so, I mean, you don't know what to expect in, in week one. And we really got the unexpected in week one. Yeah, it was so, it was so cool. Cause like we had like four or five different games that were coming down to the wire. And every single time, like I looked away, it's like, oh, this game's still going on. These, uh, like the Lions, they're not right. done yet. They're, they're back. Right. Oh crap. And then you like, got like oh, the, Bengals, yeah. the Bengals and Steelers. They can't kick a field goal to save their lives. And you got like the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence like threw an interception to like lose the game basically. Browns and Panthers came down to the wire and Colts and Texans tied. It was it was unreal. It was just it just kept going. Right. All right. So let's let's briefly hit these games. We can give some give some spicy takes if you want to. Um we'll I'll start with a couple only like there was only a couple boring ish ones. Uh Ravens, Jets. Slow start for the Ravens, and they end up handling their business. Lamar Jackson turned down a bajillion dollars, bet on himself, played very well today, three passing touchdowns. Um, like I said, slow start. Once they got rolling, their defense played good. The Jets are going to suck if Joe Flacco's their quarterback all year. Oh, oh, come on. Joe Flacco is elite. I mean, he threw the ball directly to the Ravens secondary today. It was bad. Joe Flacco is elite. Yeah. He's a Super Bowl champ. He's he a Super Bowl champion. champ. He was at one point the highest paid quarterback in the league. He is he was. Elite. No, no, no. He, he was, was elite. He was elite, Mike. He's no, he not still elite. Is. No. No, he still is. Nope. Yep. So the Ravens are gonna be good this year. Lamar Jackson's electric. But I I was kind of meh about them. Mike, you can ref- remember you, I remember you telling me that the podcast. I said the Ravens are kind of boring. It was kind of a boring win for them today. Twenty four to nine. You know, it's whatever. I think anytime you play the Jets, it's gonna be a boring win. Fair. Fair. I, I would I do wish I was on that podcast when you guys did the AFC North because I almost disagreed with almost every single one. You guys were all agreeing and I was like, no, no, not at all. The Ravens are an electric team. They got a they got a couple of young wide receiver studs. They have an electric defense and obviously an studs. electric quarterback. Studs is a loose term. We don't know if they're studs yet. Okay, that's true. But I'm holding out. I think I think Rashad Bateman's gonna be pretty good. He got a touchdown today. I still think that defense is gonna be a lot better than when it was last year. If they can like sure. finally shake the injury bug, like JK Dobbins and everything, I think yeah. that they're going to be Super Bowl dark horses. Okay. All right. 
They're capable. And also, they have cool jerseys. Whoever said on that last podcast said their jerseys were met or mid. No, man. Black and purple. Are we kidding? Those things are sick. They're not in the top half of the league. Oh, you are so wrong on that. You are the most. That's bullcrap. I'll fight you on that. We'll get. I mean, we could. Let's see. I, I got to think of a pole. uniform to put up against theirs. They're better than the Lions. Yeah, How dare close. you? How dare you make a mockery of the Honolulu they're Blue? They're close. How they're better than the Packers. They're better than Honolulu than the Bears. They're close with no, the Vikings. The Packers are way better than the. I don't know, man. Like I, I'm really? a fan of tradition. Packers are man. way like, better than the Ravens. That, that Packers jerseys are historic. Yeah, I'm actually surprised. I'm kind of shocked to hear you guys say that. What? I mean, I'm, I'm, a, a, I'm a Packer I, hater, but but I'm gonna respect jer- jerseys. Go outside of fandom. I just assume you know? that everyone outside of the Packers hates like green and and gold, like green and yellow. Like that's I mean, like I don't want my kid wearing green and gold, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that they have iconic jerseys and that's definitely free out there. Football jerseys, See, yeah. and that's where I'm at. Like I favor iconic. Yeah, sure. Um, so like the Packers we'll jerseys a- are iconic. Next, put this, put and a pin in this. Next games. summer, we need, you know, we need a whole podcast on debating NFL jerseys. When it's, oh, yeah. but it's like, you know, you know, it's July fifteenth, and we have nothing to talk about. Best NFL jerseys, jerseys like bracket show. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I was about to suggest that we for March Madness, but you do like a NFL region, and then mm-hmm. like uh, maybe like a college football a region lot or something like that. Do, a lot of people do Mount Rushmore. We could do bracket season, and we just, on a whole podcast, we go through a whole bracket, and we have three or five people, so then we can break ties. Yeah, and we I like go this. Whole bracket. Yeah. I'm in. This is a great idea. Love it. Love it. You got to remember this. Mark All it right. down. Next, next game, uh, the Monsoon. Niners-Bears. Uh, Niners, oh. Niners go up 10-0. Looks like they're just going to coast to a victory. The Bears offense has nothing going on. The field conditions were absolutely atrocious. Uh, every time someone was tackled, there was puddles flying everywhere. And then the Bears come back and win 19-10. to And the only thing I see on Twitter is, like, the Bears found their quarterback. Justin Fields is their guy. And it's like, dude, that touchdown he threw, that guy, there was no one within 40 yards of him. This is one of those moments where you're like, you don't want to be the guy that says, I could have made that throw, but... If it, I mean, wet football, wet football, maybe not. Maybe I can't make that throw, but that guy was wide open. He just took it up the sideline and scored a touchdown. Like Justin Fields did not show me anything today to make me think that he's going to be like some Pro Bowl, Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah. And the other thing, too, it's so hard to evaluate this game because it was a monsoon. I mean, yeah. we, we saw you, like the field goal kicker, like one he took a step and it literally left an indent in the, the grass. It was, it was yeah. ridiculous. And Trey Lance obviously did not look good. He had a ton of overthrows. But again, I'm going to put that past. I'm going to put Agreed. it past. I'm going to blame it on the monsoon, basically. Yeah, I'm willing did. to give him a pass here with the, the weather being what it is. I. Kudos to the Bears. Like, they came they back beat a good in the team. second half, beat a good team because they outplayed them in the second half. I do have, if there is any takeaway, yeah, slight concerns for San Francisco uh, that they couldn't make second-half adjustments, that they couldn't figure things out. Um, Lance did not look great. Uh, yeah, again, just hopefully out of bad weather, things start to come together there. But 
rough day for the the Niners. I think that yep. game says more about more questions for the Niners come out of that game for me than praise for the Bears. Question: Kudos to the Bears. They won it, but I still don't think you're good. You know. Question: Would the San Francisco 49ers won that game if they played Garoppolo instead of Trey Lance? Uh, maybe. I don't know how many turnovers did they have. I didn't see how many turnovers they had. I don't know. <laughs> Debo Samuel fumbled. I don't know if Trey Lance threw any picks or not. I think Trey Lance threw a pick. Yeah, I don't know. I do think they have a better chance. I, I think in a game like that, a more experienced quarterback. That's going to be, be the benefit. That's going to be the national medium narrative all year for the Niners, especially if they struggle. Is people are going to be calling for Jimmy Garoppolo, highest paid backup in the league. Trey Lance has got a good quarterback breathing down his neck. Not a good situation for him. I yeah, said it, it when they signed him. I said it when they signed him. The the Niners are setting themselves up for failure. This entire thing up for failure. Yep. Just it, cut him and move on. It's just another distraction in the clubhouse. Yeah. All and right. I'm gonna I'm gonna do responsibility a, of the GM and in organization there if it fails. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you guys a, a classic Midwest say we don't want this to be a three hour episode. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep her moving. Keep her moving. That's how the Midwest people say it. And we're gonna we're gonna try and knock these close games out quick because we we still got college football. We got a few other things we got to get to still. Um, Saints Falcons bonkers. Saints yes. are wearing the all whites. They look terrible. They look Marcus Mariota looks like a legit quarterback. Plays very well. They scored twenty six points. I mean, the Falcons played well. They they gave me the look of like a team that doesn't want a top five pick. They might win a couple games this year that they're not supposed to win. Well, did sorry, going back, did you say you said Saints were wearing all white? They did not look good. No, no, no. They they didn't look good early in the game. They're, oh, they're, okay. All gotcha. whites are, are are the best. I was gonna say they're like all my sorry, favorites. You're right. That that came out wrong. I, I probably did say that. That came Saints out. Saints did not look that good. Yeah. No, no. Saints looked good, but didn't look good. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Agreed. Um, uh, Michael Thomas is back. Two touchdowns. Yes. Yeah. Played well. Will Lutz put his nuts on the line and <laughs> kicked a 51-yard field goal for the dub. Cordero Patterson. Cordero Patterson is like 62 years old, and he's still scoring touchdowns. He switched positions like four times, and he's still good. This Falcons offense is like low-key kind of fun. You know, you got Marcus Mariota, who's a runner. You got Kyle Pitts and, and, and um, Drake London. And Drake London, I mean, it's kind of a fun offense for a yeah. bad team. They might win some some games they shouldn't. And then they, you know, they blew it in typical Falcons fashion, up up sixteen, oh, yeah. and you know, I think I saw ESPN had them a ninety five percent win percentage, and and they lost. It's tough. I mean, it's just classic Falcons, though. So, and Will Lutz, Will Lutz, one of the few kickers to to drain the game winning kick today. A lot of kickers decided they didn't want to make the kicks today. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Rodrigo, you yeah. killed me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Next. Next. That one is that one. Texans, Colts. Uh, Mike, who'd you have in your survivor pick them this week? So I did pick the Colts in my survivor. Uh, you hate to see it. Rodrigo never lets me down. And he let me down. Like the coolest football looking kicker ever. And I just like <laughs> can't root for him anymore. He screwed all my parlays and teasers today. I had the Colts and everything. Uh, I don't understand how the Colts could tie the Texans. The Texans are such a so bad, bad team. 
And they were getting so bad. And they were getting boat raced. It wasn't close. They should have lost. Yeah, they they had to make a comeback. And then they make this miraculous comeback, and it's like, all right, the Colts got to win now. Nope. And then the Texans, in typical Texans fashion, (laughs) punt from like the 48-yard line or something. And it's like fourth and six with with 40 seconds left. And they're like, we're going to play for the tie. Those dummies. Congratulations. You got a tie. Right. Like, what are we doing? You play to win the game. You're the Texans. You don't have very many opportunities to win games here. You got a chance. You go for it. I mean, is that Lovey Smith? Is that the GM in Lovey Smith's ear saying, saying we're tanking for a draft pick? Don't go for it. it but I'd be. almost rather them say go for it on fourth and six, run the ball, give the ball to the Colts, and then right. the pre- post game presser say, you know, we just saw something that said run it there. Just the way their defense was set up, and sometimes the play doesn't happen. Right. When in reality, right. the fix is in. Instead, they punt. I don't know what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah, they're not going for the win, but they're also not losing. Like, yeah. playing for the tie, I don't know how much of a – it's a weird yeah. move. It's a not weird good. move. Not good. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't a good look. Yeah, not a good look at all for either team. That's a, that's a yeah. bad look for both teams. Both teams. Yeah, because I think a lot of us took the Colts to win the division too, and if you can't beat the, probably the worst roster in the NFL – yeah. Not well, good. I had the Colts in the running for the division, but I had another team taking the that. Division. I had the Titans. I, yeah, had the Titans. I also had the Titans. We'll get to the Titans. We got we're, we're finishing the one o'clock games first. We almost had two twenty to twenty ties. Yeah, we were we were a second away from two twenty to twenty ties, and the Steelers had to win the weirdest game of the day. The Steelers Steelers Bengals game was absolutely one of the weirdest NFL games I've ever watched in my life. It reminded me of the Packers-Bengals game last year when all these kickers kept sure. missing the field goals and, and no, then, one, no team wanted to win. But then you add on to that that the Steelers won the turnover differential by five. Yeah. Dominated the game completely. And almost lost. And still almost should have lost. Should have lost. Yep. You know? If, Joe if, the Burrow Bengals did not- could, if the Bengals could block an extra point, you know, block for their kicker, they win. Instead, Minka Fitzpatrick comes barreling through the line untouched and blocks an extra point. Unbelievable. And it goes overtime. Jamar Chase is insane. Still. Yeah, J- Joe Burrow yeah. did not look good, but man, Jamar Chase, he he had a, a big touchdown that got called back. So he was it was like he like toe tapped it on yeah. the like right on the line and yeah. he like kind of spun to the right inside of the touchdown. They didn't yeah. review it. They could have challenged it. Right. And they called it and then they didn't score on that drive. Right. Um, yeah, that was that was crazy. Game changer right there. The Steelers win the game but are completely deflated because TJ Watt probably tore his peck or something and looks like he's out for the year. He was an absolute game wrecker. He yes. might be the best defensive player in the NFL, and Aaron Donald is still in the yep. NFL. That's yep. how good T.J. Watt is. He was tossing people like rag dolls out there. And yep. Najee Harris also got hurt. Mm-hmm. So it's like the Steelers win, but they really lost. At what cost, yeah. You know, Mitch Trubisky was typical game manager, didn't do too much. Some Pittsburgh receivers made some insane catches. Chase Claypool had a one-handed catch. Deontay Johnson had oh a my sick God. catch. Yeah, it was sweet. I mean, they had some they had some highlight real plays, but their O line's still so bad. Yep. Um, and and I think we saw it from the Bengals. The Bengals was peak last year. 
you know, they're gonna they're gonna have some growing pains this year, I think. Absolutely, some regression. They're still gonna have a great offense in general, but that yeah. defense it's it's not it's not stout. Great offense, and and you know Burrow played out of his mind at the second half of last year, but their their whole line's still not. Yeah, it's not great. Tremendous. And and Burrow under pre- I mean, they turned the ball over five times today. Mm-hmm. You're not going to play a defense like the Steelers. You should week. not have a chance to win a game when you turn the ball over five times. Right. So Yeah, Steelers I, definitely deserve to win the game for sure. Yes. It was good for the Steelers to win that game. It would have been funny to see the Bengals win the game, let's be honest. Yeah. But oh. good for the Steelers winning the game. Um, good for Eric's hot take that the... He said the Bengals will miss the playoffs, so that's a good start for Eric. Yeah, that was his. Yep. And the last game of the day, the Commanders beat the Jaguars. Carson Wentz was quarterback one on the day. Actually, no, I'm sure Patrick Mahomes was. But after the 1 o'clock games, Carson Wentz was number one fantasy quarterback, just like everyone would have predicted. <laughs> yep, yep. Confident. That game, was, that game was also nuts. Like, Commanders were in charge the whole time. Antonio Gibson caught seven passes. Everyone thought he was going to be, you know, nothing. And he he plays great. And then Trevor Lawrence looks good, finally, with not having Urban Meyer as his coach. It's crazy how that might work out. Who would have thought, right? And then the commanders, you know, Jahan Dotson, everyone, like, thought that was an overdraft. One of the, you know, not a great pick, whatever. Two touchdowns. Yeah, loved him at Penn State. Loved him at Penn State. He's a beast. So those both those teams played each other. I was I was optim I'm optimistic for both of those teams' outlooks this year with different uh like commanders with the bounce back defense and Jags with a you know not having Urban Meyer. That's that's yeah, really and that was without Chase Young too. Right. So that was a, that was an entertaining game. They were all entertaining. They all came down to the wire at one o'clock. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a really fun one o'clock slate or twelve o'clock for me. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it it just football's back, man. It was it was awesome. I felt like I was like reliving it right there. We were getting through those like super super quick, you know. And I was like trying to get from one to the next one, and it, it felt like I was rewatching it again. It got me all giddy. <laughs> it's fantastic. It just like and it almost happens every week. Michael, you got to get in the red zone eventually. It's worth it's worth the it's worth the money. You can't oh, not. We forgot about the Baker Bowl. Oh, the Baker Bowl! How do we forget Panthers Browns? Forgot the Baker Bowl. I thought the, I was about to take a quick breather, but the one I was most invested in. I had every bet I had today. I was involved Panthers money line because I thought Baker was going to come out and ball, and he disappointed me. And then he didn't disappoint me, and then I got disappointed. <laughs> So I was sad. I was rooting for Baker. I kind of felt like the Browns kind of did him kind of dirty. He turned that franchise around and all right, we're just going to ship him off for Deshaun. Bucket of balls. Yeah. Didn't, didn't love it. Um, I was really rooting for him and I thought he was going to pull it off too, but they just, he didn't play all that great. You know, he had a rushing touchdown in there and an awesome touchdown to Robbie Anderson, who Robbie Anderson said he, he like didn't want Baker on the team. We just got like an eighty-yard touchdown. He had a really good game. So, yeah, that was that was the like the outside the Dolphins. So I'm obviously cheering hard for. That was my biggest emotional roller coaster of the day. Was was watching that game. 
I had Panthers minus one like everywhere. And they 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 kicked the field goal and I'm like, they can't let Jacoby Brissett go down the field, right? There's no way. And then they you know, the the dumb uh roughing the passer penalty that is always controversial now. Like guys getting blocked, he's like putting his hands up to try and go get it and he, he touches him in the helmet, roughing the passer. I'm like, God, you gotta be kidding me. And then this rookie freaking kicker kicks a 60-yard nuke to beat him. Unbelievable. That so was something, my jaw something dropped. It was Caleb almost York. as bad as Justin Tucker, 66-yarder last year. Oh, another kicker missed a kick. Buccaneers? Tampa Bay Buc- just missed a 36-yard field goal. Oh, yeah, quick revisit to the to the Bengals and uh, Pan- uh Steelers, we didn't talk about that. Evan McPherson missing a 29-yard field goal because the holder didn't spin the laces out. Yeah, that was a rough one. Ray Finkel. Yeah. Laces yeah. out. Laces out. Um, I will, will laces say, though, out. so I don't mean to toot my own horn, but uh, toot, toot. On the NFC South breakdown, I was saying a good sleeper would be Robbie Anderson because you Baker Mayfield that. is a really good deep thrower, and Robbie Anderson is a deep threat. And I thought that these two would make a pretty good com- combo. Right. So, uh, I'll give you a check for one week. We'll revisit you this. Yeah, one thing. week. It looks good. You're right. right. You're right. I'm tooting it. That's fair. I hey, mine mine was Baker Mayfield, so I could also toot toot mine. I had a rushing okay. touchdown and an 80 yard bomb today, so his fantasy yeah. stats had to have been okay. I have him in a couple leagues as well. So, you but yeah, up. that game it's a bummer. I like Baker, and he tore my heart out today. I don't think I can. I got I got to wait a few weeks before I go back in on Baker. Yeah, you got to win that one. Like he just he, he talked a lot of crap going in. Yep, talked a lot. Cleveland doesn't have their starting quarterback. You get that game at home. You got to win it. You got to I mean, win. We really it. don't. I mean, I feel like everyone's going to be anti Browns. Like we don't want the Browns to be good, and then Deshaun comes back, and then they're like a Super Bowl threat. That we don't want that. No. Well, here's the thing: is they have a good roster still. They that roster. I know they ran the ball. Talented. They are talented. Kareem Hunt had two touchdowns. Nick Chubb ran all over him today. Like, and then Deshaun Watson comes back. Like, no one, no, no one wants to root for him. Yeah, we want them out of playoff contention by the like, time he comes back. Yeah. Right. So we can't, we can't be, you know. Given rough in the pass or penalties on Jacoby Brissett with with under a minute left. That's what we can't be doing. No, not at all. All right, Michael, you alluded to the Giants Titans earlier. What a ball yeah. game! Yeah, what a ball game. Saquon Barkley is super back. Yeah, yeah. Hey, he always had this ability in him, right? It, it, it's injuries that killed him, uh, if, or didn't allow this to come through, but. There's a reason he was the number two overall pick. We saw it his rookie year. There's not anything he can't do on a football field when he's at full strength. He's he's a complete offensive weapon. He's a freak um, of nature. I think it's it's, just, it's, it's it's really awesome seeing oh, him come back. Oh no, Dak Prescott, that's terrible. That's oh, terrible. Oh. Live reaction. Sorry, yeah, it's live. Re- that's, I mean, that's, ooh, yikes! Not good. triple coverage. I'm a little behind, so uh, I'm looking forward to how bad this ball it's is. Really not good. I mean, that's, that's yeah, that's wor- bad. 
That's that worse than Tua. Oh my! That's another. Goodness, that's another one. That is. That's another one that gives me hope for Tua. I'm like, see, good quarterbacks make crappy throws sometimes. How did he not see two red jerseys in front of his receiver? I mean, number thirty-one is sit. The guy, the guy behind him would have picked it too. They're nowhere close to being open. Yeah. All right. Back to back to Titans Giants. Yeah, I, um, I think that we can all agree that it's nice seeing Saquon back because the dude's a really nice guy and like he's so talented. He's a fun running back to root for, and he's been on the injury bus for so long. It seems. Yeah. It's just it's nice to see him finally back. Like, what can this guy do with a healthy full season? Right. Um, I believe I don't know if you were both on the NFC East podcast or not, but I think that the easiest bet that we that we uh, talked about was Giants under six and a half. Not a good start for the Giants under six and a half train. I was all about Giants under six and a half. I, I, I'll be easy honest. Easy money. Because I, 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 I had Tennessee winning this one easy. Titans on the road. I was. I did not even think about chalking that nope. one up for the Giants. Nope. I, I had the Titans in my uh, survivor pool. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Good. Love that. I had the Ravens. We didn't talk about that. I had the Ravens, so I'm still alive. Mike, you had two entries, correct? You also had the I Ravens. had two entries, so I took the Ravens and the Colts, so see you at 20 bucks, but we're still alive. Who knows? Maybe I'll buy back in. Okay. Um and yeah, not a good look for the Titans. Yeah, I don't know what happened with them. It just didn't make any sense. That the team should have overpowered them in basically every single dimension in a football game and so they left the Giants back in. I'm just doing some quick math in my head, but I believe the Houston Texans are first in the AFC South at 1-0. All the other teams are 0-1. Oh, no. No, no. Texans tied. Texans and Colts are 0-0-1. Are tied for first, <laughs> first. with a tie. Correct. Yes. Correct. <laughs> yes. Beautiful division we got going there. Gosh, that that, that division is just so exciting. Um, the yeah, Chiefs, after week one. The, the Chiefs and the Cardinals. Um, everyone thought the Chiefs would be in trouble. Travis Kelsey's getting old. Tyreek Hill's gone. And Patrick Mahomes goes and, you know, scores the most points in week one. Absolutely torches everyone. Uses a bunch of different weapons. Five touchdowns, 360 yards. Yeah, breaking news. Patrick Mahomes is good at football. Yeah. You know, the Chiefs aren't going anywhere. They lose Tyreek Hill. They're not going anywhere. It's funny. I was talking to Jacob before that game. I was like, you know what? I love the Cardinals plus six. I'm like, this is easy bet. It's going to be a high-scoring game. It's going to be close. The Cardinals always start off the season good, and then they trail off. They're getting slept on. Oops. Understand that logic. Oops. The Cardinals are <laughs> yeah, always good. Get that logic. Good. I guess it was at logic. home, too. Cardinals are always good yes. early in the year, except for today. Except for today, yes. So the Chiefs. Put, I think they really put everyone on watch of like, hey, you still need to take us seriously as a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, I think, and that's the thing is like people are sleeping on the Chiefs for yeah. Super Bowl, um, uh, you know, dark horses or whatever right. candidates. No one really picked the Chiefs all that much because their roster almost seemed to like get worse, you know, after losing Tyreek Hill and Tyron Matthew, and it's just like. Okay, we're kind of forgetting about them, kind of sleeping on them. You know, Chargers and Bills are a much more fun pick. Maybe even 49ers, but man, they are they're going to be good. They're going to be really good this year. 
Yeah, that division is going to be sick. Yeah. Um, speaking of that division, last game. Uh, we got Chargers Raiders. Chargers Raiders. Twenty four. Twenty four. Nineteen. I I was I told Mike on Facetime. I was like, can I take my Hall of Fame take back? No, I'm not going to do that yet. At least give me through the end of the season. It was a very typical type of like Hall of Fame uh, type stat line where he where he throws for a lot of yards, throws a few touchdowns, but turned the ball over four times. Not great. Yeah, and the other thing I'm going to say is anyone who thought that Devontae Adams wouldn't be a top eight fantasy wide receiver this year was nuts. This he's dude gonna, is going to have the biggest target share in the NFL besides Justin Jefferson. He, I mean, he's going to get the ball thrown to him 20 times every game. Yeah. It's stupid. So Devante, Jamar, and Justin Jefferson are the guys you want to own this year. They're yeah. going to get so many Cooper receptions. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Yeah. Yep. Because uh, Matt Stafford forgot that he has Allen Robinson on his team. Yes, he did. He Matt did. Stafford only looks to Cooper Cup. We yeah. actually didn't talk about. We actually didn't talk about that game. We can get to that one next. But uh, I mean, Raiders had their chance at the end to come to come back. The Chargers didn't look great. They played good i mean 24 points those those rosters i think are both very good rosters i think both those teams will be good i think the raiders are undersold because of the division they play in they're they might be the worst team in that division just based on quarterback play but i don't think the rest of the rosters get taken into account like they probably have a better defense than people give them credit for Wait a minute. You do you dare make that comment about future Hall of Famer Derek Carr? Uh, well, to be fair, there's probably three other future Hall of Famers in that division. Golly. Is sure. that fair? I think it's fair. You're probably right on that. I mean, if, yeah. if they all continue at the pace they're going, like I, it's early on Herbert, I, I, but but Mahomes and Wilson are shooting. Mahomes and Wilson are Hall of Famers. Right. I, I don't think there's much doubt there. So so I, I mean, I could still plant my flag on the Derek Carr Hall of Fame and say he's the worst quarterback he's still the in that worst. division. <laughs> you know, man, I wish Derek Carr played in the NFC East. He'd he'd be winning division titles left and right. I think we're gonna look back on on this division like 15, 20 years from now, and we're just be like, that division was crazy. Yeah, I mean, absolutely cracked. Basically, four. I mean, at least three, maybe four Hall of Fame quarterbacks yeah. facing each other twice, yeah. a, twice a year. It's unreal. They're, the stats, the, the, I mean, t- today they only scored like 43 points or something like that. I mean, there's going to be s- multiple 50-plus point shoot games in that, in that division this year, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah and then we, we didn't hit Thursday Night Football. Matt Stafford looked terrible. Nope, did not look good. Do the Josh Rams Allen have an O line. Josh, yeah, yeah, that was also what looked terrible. I know that those Bills with Von Miller, man. If if that's what they were missing, Von Miller, holy crap, they are. They I are mean, the Bills are the fan. the Bills were the super everyone's Super Bowl pick. They're a Super Bowl favorite to start. They looked the part. Josh Allen looked the MVP part. They he used all the weapons. Diggs went nuts. Gabriel Davis played good. Um. Devin Singletary looked good. I mean, their offense was humming, and then their defense forced Stafford into turnovers. The Rams did not look like the Rams. Super Bowl hangover, you know. Didn't Allen Robinson, first time with the offense, he only threw to Cooper Cup. 
they're going to work out some kinks. I don't, I'm not worried about the Rams, but it was definitely, I think it was definitely good bills over bad Rams. Yeah. I think the thing is, I don't think the bills had their a game. I think that was the bills B game because there were still some things where the bills, you know, didn't make necessarily the right plays on offense, but you see the ceiling with the Buffalo Bills, and that's why they are the Super Bowl favorite, and nothing is deterring me from that after that game. I go, that's a B game for the Buffalo Bills. That's almost any everybody else's A game. There's really no – what's the Bills' weak spot? They don't have a true number one running back, a true elite running back. I mean, they're pretty much deep at every other spot on their roster, and they have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, if you're going to be, and if your weakness is going to be anything in the NFL, you want it to be running back because you can work right. with that. Um, my gosh, though, yeah, they they look good. They're going to win that division. Sorry, Jacob, but no, tied tied for the lead with the Dolphins. I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Allen got an MVP as well. The Dolphins might go twelve and five and That's still not right. win the division. The Bills look that good. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree that it felt like their their B game. Like they could definitely do better. Josh Allen had a couple bad plays, a couple turnovers. So, right, and you Dang, still walk it's... away. And I agree with you guys. You still walk away from that game saying, "We can improve." Dang, the Bills are that good. Yeah, the Bills are that good. Um, they got that dog in them. They got that. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, <laughs> baby. Um, Jacob, I I know you said you're not as concerned about the Rams. It is one game, but it's enough for me to have some concerns about the Rams. That O-line has me concerned. That O-line does not have me confident Matt Stafford plays 17 games, seeing as he's already injured. That O-line does not look like it can support a legitimate run game. McVay's a good coach. He'll do what he can to get by with it, but... I mean, you tell me after the hit Stafford was taken, and a handful of that is they were playing the Buffalo Bills. I get that. But they are going to be placing, facing plenty of other good teams with good pass rushes. I don't know if Stafford stays upright for 17 games. And if he goes down, they're in trouble. And that's yeah. the other thing I mean, is the Rams have historically played good when they have a good offensive line. They've always been horrible when they don't. It, 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 they are very much dependent on it. Andrew Whitworth retired and they clearly are seeing that you know he's their stud oh he's been there forever all pro guy and i think that i think one bills obviously von miller has still got it and their d-line is is insane um and two i think there's gonna just be some growing pains i think sean mcveigh is a good enough coach to work around that and figure it out i'm not worried after one week for the rams I also thought it was pretty funny. You know, you have Bobby Wagner, who was, he's a six-time first-team All-Pro, and he had Josh Allen on the goal line trying to tackle him, and he let him in to score a touchdown. Yeah. Yep. That was, yikes. Not and and Stephon Diggs lit up Jalen Ramsey as well. Oh, yeah. Jalen Ramsey up. was toast that game. Yeah. Did you see the so tweet? Bad. You saw, remember the Jalen Ramsey tweet or take after the game when? Yeah. Josh Allen got drafted or whatever. Like, I think that was a horrible pick. This dude's going to be trash or he's terrible or something like that. And now he's, you know, the best quarterback, arguably the best quarterback in the NFL and, and absolutely destroyed 
Josh Allen. Destroy him. Or destroy Josh Justin. Allen reminds me of 2015 Cam Newton, except like a more consistent version of him. Right. And a better, like yeah, more accurate, better. bigger more arm. Accurate yeah. Like, like Cam was really good. Version of 2015 Cam. Yeah. Like I'm thinking of his, his MVP campaign when he was so good. He was the best quarterback. And now we got Josh Allen, who's basically a better version. Just as big. He can run just as, just as good. And he can throw it even better. It's unreal. Sure. Sure. All right, can't wait for Monday Night Football tomorrow as well. It's going to be awesome. Looking forward to Russell Wilson revenge game. Baker Mayfield failed in his re- revenge game. I if I would st- it'd be great to see Russell Wilson throw like seven touchdowns tomorrow. That'd be pretty awesome, yeah. I'm going I'm going 30 30 to 15, 30 to 14 uh Broncos. That'd be great. That'd be great. Okay. Um, are you guys ready for me to introduce my new segment or our yes. new segment? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Okay. So everyone in national media, you know, tomorrow's overreaction Monday, you know, or, or you get your, you know, true or false or overreact this and that. Well, we got to put a Midwest spin on our overreactions. So in the, in the Midwest, when you agree with something, you start with no, but then you say, yeah. So Michael, do you like, do you like JJ more than Cade? No, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, no, no yeah. yeah. Right. So that, that means yes. And then, uh, Mike, were you happy uh, during the Packers game today? Yeah, no. Not yeah, at all. No. Yeah, no. So we're going to call this new segment, Yeah, No, No, Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Okay? So I'm going to read you guys a couple statements, and uh, you're going to give me your Yeah, No, No, Yeah. Okay? Let's Number one. Kirk Cousins is a legit MVP candidate. I roll. Yeah, what do you no. think? Yeah, no. Yeah, no? Yeah, no. Um, He'll be good. He'll be better than he was. Too many other good quarterbacks in there, and I don't think he's going to put up the stats or the numbers or the Vikings are going to be good enough uh, for him to top those guys. Okay. He can be good, but you're talking MVP. Yeah, no. Okay. Mike? I'm going to actually agree. Yeah, no, he's not an MVP candidate only because we still have all these other guys who are going to put up better stats than him. I mean, I I guess you could see it because in the end last year, he put up, you know, a, a really good stat line and everything like that. But I'm still I'm still taking Mahomes and and Tom Brady and uh, Josh Allen over him. And Josh Herbert. Allen, yeah. And even Lamar. Lamar could have a... a a comeback here. So right. yeah, no. All right. Uh, next, the Lions defense will be this bad all year. <laughs> no, yeah. No, no, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, they just don't have the depth yet. A lot of their best players are young. They don't have good linebackers. Um, Jeff Okuda. They, Jeff Okuda, I think he will get better as the season goes on. He hasn't played a lot in the NFL. Um, But, again, their talent is inexperienced, young, and they're not deep there. They're not a good defense. They're not going to get better. No, yeah. No, yeah, I agree. That that defense is trash. (laughs) That was so perfect. That, That was just perfect. They they'll have a couple good good games maybe, but for the most part, it's gonna be so bad. All right. Um. Next, 
Matt Ryan is not an upgrade over Carson Wentz. Yeah, no. Colts. He is an upgrade. Is it, did I say that correctly? Yeah, you said it. Yeah, you said it right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no. No, yeah, he he is. No, yeah. Yeah, no. He is for sure an upgrade over Carson Wentz. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, Carson Wentz had a good game today, and Matt Ryan looked horrible. But in the end, I, I've said it time and time again, Carson Wentz's good games do not outweigh his bad games. And Matt Ryan is basically the exact opposite. He's his good games slightly outweigh his bad games. They're like they're both right on the threshold. And uh yeah, no, Matt Ryan's better. It's one week. Yeah, no. Uh Matt Ryan's proven it more. Uh even I think at this, he better even fit. at this stage in his career. He's even an old at fan. this stage in his career, I think he's better fit for what Indy wants. I know this week was bad. I yeah, no, he's still an upgrade. I'm not sold on Wentz. I know what he did today. Hey, for the fun of the podcast, will you guys disagree once, please? I know. <laughs> I almost, I thought about it. I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to, to do right. it. Well, I already know you're going to agree on this one because we're already on another team. But maybe we'll see. The Chiefs should be Super Bowl favorites. Yeah, no. Go for it. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Uh, the, Chiefs, the Chiefs should be second Super Bowl favorites. Top two. No, yeah. I'll put them two. I'll put okay. them two. I I can't put them above Buffalo right now. It's But it's closer than you think. I, okay. I, I think you're talking Buffalo 1A and then maybe the Chiefs 1B. Uh, I can't look and say the Chiefs have no flaws. Buffalo is about to as close to no flaws as you can get after one week. Um, so no, yeah, no, the Chiefs are not the Super Bowl favorite. But yeah, no, they're but no, two. yeah, they're number two. Okay, do it, Mike. Do it. Yeah, no, they are not top two. Okay, boom. All right, so obviously you got Bills one A. They're 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 right there. But you know what? I still think the Chiefs have their flaws. They played a horrible Arizona defense. I mean, who am I kidding? I did think that the Car- that the Cardinals would, would put up a good game, but I, you know, I still like the Broncos, man. I'm okay. I'm sticking with them. Ooh. We haven't seen them yet. That's we haven't seen them, but I'm I'm planting my flag with the Broncos. Give me what Broncos about- and give me the Bucks. I'll okay, take them I'll over the Chiefs. Bucks. I was gonna say NFC. You got Bucks over Chiefs too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, as I'm watching this game, they have like nine points and they've only kicked field goals and missed one. So, yikes. I mean, the drives have just stalled. They've, they've, yeah. they've looked good. They just haven't punched it in. Uh, so. There was a, actually Julio Jones is back, by the way. Yeah, he looks great. Plays. And also Micah Parsons just got knocked by uh, Leonard Fournette. It was pretty sweet to see. And last but not least... I don't know how to say this one. There's, there's a couple ways I could say it that would probably get different answers. I'll just say it how I got it typed out. The Packers are in trouble. No, yeah, they are in trouble. <laughs> uh, for sure. They, they, I'm still, I, I still think they're going to win the division, but man, they're, that, that, they have no chance at Super Bowl. 
So it depends where the it depends where the expectations are at. Like you know me, I, it's Super Bowl or bust. Right. So that that's my question because my response is opposite, Mike. Yeah, no. Um, I know today didn't look great. I think the let's, Vikings let's are a pretty good the, team. Let's put the let's put it at NFC Championship game. I'll still go. Yeah, no. Okay. Uh, the defense is still good. They played a team that has a lot of offensive weapons, a pretty good on quarterback road. on the road, and the Packers have a lot of inexperience on their offense. This, as disappointing as it was, you could see a path where this could happen. I'm not at the point of doubting an Aaron Rodgers-led offense after one game. I get where you're coming from, Mike. I get your concerns, I, and I, I, I get it. I'm not as concerned as you are. I think they are going to right the ship here. And um, they're in the NFC. We're not talking in the AFC. The NFC is the weaker conference. There is a pathway, despite how poor they look today, for the, the Packers to get to the NFC championship. Mike, R-E-L-A-X. Relax. relax. Uh, no, I'm not relaxing. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> this was not only a conference opponent, but it was our divisional opponent. And they pooped on us. I mean, they just literally pooped on our chest. Yeah. I'm I'm very nervous. Um, I still think, you know, the Packers are going to take one. They always split. So the Packers are going to take it at Lambeau. But we never really make the Vikings look that bad, it seems. So the fact that they made us look that bad makes me nervous. And there's a chance that we play them in the playoffs. And they never play good against the 49ers in the playoffs. And the Bucks are still the best team in the NFC. So I would say I'm panicking on the NFC championship. Okay. How much I was just going to look and I was like what the next week's matchup is. A lot of pressure on next week's game. They play the bears on Sunday night football next week. I'm not worried at all. I hope the Packers win by 30 next week. It'd be so great. Bears fans are all like, look at us. Yeah. We won. We beat the 49ers in a monsoon that meant absolutely nothing. Aaron Rod- I hope Aaron Rodgers throws for Aaron four Rodgers and five touchdowns next week. Aaron Rodgers is the Bears' father. Like, I he mean, looks, he's their daddy. He's going like, to look into the them. camera. He's going to look into the camera and blow him a kiss and say, I, I still own you. He will. That game, I'm, I'm not you worried wake about. Up in the, I, that's our some... get-right game. Yeah. They, got, they got no secondary to cover anyone anyway. Well, they got a good cornerback. Yeah, if you can't catch 80-yard bombs, it doesn't matter if you can't cover anyone. Hey, it's just a matter. He's going to get there. He's going to get there. MVS had a lot of drops, too. As I, as I said that, my wife grabbed her chest, started coughing, looked like she was about to die. <laughs> we've, She's okay. We, we've dealt with wide receivers dropping the ball so many. Equinemius St. Brown, MVS, Devontae Adams, they've all had their drop problems. De- Devontae, when he was a rookie, I mean. Right, so, right. We've we've worked through it in the past. It's just a matter of time before Christian Watson turns into a decent wide receiver. Right. There are certain things in life that are guarantees. The sun will rise tomorrow morning, and the Packers will beat the Bears whenever they play. <laughs> Death, taxes, and the Packers beating the Bears. I yep. also think that, if I remember right, the Packers and the Bears are tied for the most wins in NFL history. So this will put the Could Packers of the Bears. I like it. Which will like be an awesome, awesome little thing. All right. Wait, no, actually, Bears lost. Bears won today, and Packers lost. So actually, we're behind. Just oh, kidding. it's total, not not head to head. It's total total wins. wins. 
Got it. Yeah. Got it. Um, any other NFL tidbits? I think we did very well. I mean, we got through all the NFL action, and that could be the end of the episode, but it's not. We haven't been in a week and a half, so we're gonna we're gonna keep it going. You know, if you need to split it into two, now's your time to stop. Now's your time to stop, and then you know, continue it the next day. Yeah. Any other? Awesome. You guys got any other NFL tidbits at all? Take them all out. I think I'm good too. All right. Um, so we did miss two weeks of college football. And week one was was absolutely bonkers. Week Insane. two was week two was there was a few upsets. A few big I would say a few big time upsets, but not as uh close and chaotic. Would you agree, Michael? Uh, some of the games weren't as chaotic, but week two had a handful of top tier opponents lose to teams right. that you would not have expected. I mean, yeah. it, it just should not have happened. Yeah. Um, so college football after the first couple of weeks, I don't know what, and beyond upsets, there was one team that should have lost. That that didn't. So you know we'll get to all that, but it, crazy sure. after two weeks, man. Oh, so if we're gonna talk college football, he's been the most talked about man on the podcast, probably. You know for the for the last few weeks, it's it's Scott Frost. Scott you know, Frost. He, he's week zero, week zero, fourteen point favorite loses Northwestern. Week two, a big favorite. Uh, I don't remember who they played, and they were tied in the third quarter. Then they end up pulling away. And oh, yeah, uh, South Dakota. South Dakota, they win. And then week three comes around, and they lose to Georgia Georgia Southern. Southern. Georgia Southern. <laughs> and uh, his contract buyout would have been $15 million in three weeks. Or, no, no, $7.5 million in would three weeks. It would have been $7.5 million in three weeks. Instead, they choose to fire him now, now. So they double it now because they can't stand him anymore so we're gonna have a moment of silence michael would you like to explain how long the moment of silence will be uh yeah the moment of silence will be five seconds in memoriam of scott frost total of five wins in one score games (laughs) it is five or four in a third seasons at nebraska and and how many losses do you have Uh, a 20 22 yeah he's five and 22 in one score games yeah we will we will we will not be doing a 22-second moment of silence. No, it'll, no. It'll be five. It'll be five for the total of five wins. So if you're listening, please join me in the five-second moment of silence for Scott Frost's single or uh, uh, close victories. Thank you. Wow. I just got chills. I'm glad we got through that together. Get it? Because Scott I started Nice, Mike. This guy. This guy. This guy. Tear almost came to my eye. Tear almost came to my eye. I don't know who I'm going to make fun of now. I, I had a target. I, you know, Michael, what are you, um, you going to do? What are you going to do for open the week? I don't know. Like it, it, I was, went to the was, well. I he was free ammunition. I I mean, it, he just made it so easy, and you know, I'm going to miss him. Yeah, I'm going to miss so, him. So just real quick, week one, I'll just I'll just hit it on the ones that I remember. Um, week one, we had uh, Utah, Florida was an insane game. 
unreal game. Utah lost. Utah lost me some money. Thanks a lot, Utes. That's their. That's probably their chance at a college football playoff berth. They got an outside chance if they went out. They got to uh, win out. We had and we had Notre Dame. Things. We had Notre Dame and Ohio State, where both teams didn't really look that good. Yeah, wasn't all that impressed with either. Um, Georgia boat raced Oregon. Yeah, impressed with Georgia. Yep. Um, was there any other big matchups? Those are the ones that I'm remembering from week one. Oh, Arkansas beat Cincinnati. Yeah. Ranked matchup. Kind of expected that Cincinnati come back down to earth a little bit. I think that's about all I remember from uh, from at least the big-time matchup. Utah, uh, Utah, Florida was was the craziest game. And then you, and, uh, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Oh, and that was also North Carolina, App State. Absolutely bonkers. 130 points scored yeah. in one game. Yeah. Uh, other games that week, teams that were close to being knocked out of the top 25. You're talking NC State barely held on against East Carolina. Yep. Um, Penn State won a late one against Purdue. Yep. Uh, and Pitt had that comeback win on West Virginia. So, yes. yes. Uh, crazy yeah, week that, one. That started on Friday. It was That was a couple good games on Friday. Thursday, yeah. Friday even. Thursday, Friday. And then that week was fantastic. So, yeah, Utah really blew a chance. I mean, Florida looked good. You, they both looked good. It was, it was a well-played game. But if, if Utah, if you're trying to get a college football playoff berth, that's you what win that at. One. In the grand scheme of things, you got to win a road game in the swamp. It's the one of the hardest places to play. You're inside the 10-yard line, and you throw a pick. You can't. You can't. Playoff teams don't do it. Playoff yep. teams find a way to win that game. So I, they will... They will need help now. They can go twelve and one still. Yeah, I think they're still the most. Look, I think they're still the most talented roster probably in the in the Pac-12. Pac-12. I would agree. Um, but twelve and one in the Pac-12, you you need help. They're going to need help. Right. I mean, they would have a win against USC, a win against Oregon. But how much does a win against Oregon matter after their loss to Georgia Week One? Um, USC's look good, so. Yeah, Utah's got to win out. They got to get some help, and right. you know, Florida really needs to end up with being an eight-nine win team, and they didn't do much themselves much good in week two. Yeah, when when they lost, and Ooh. Kentucky started Kentucky flipping cars. Just their that defense utterly annihilated uh, Richardson, who yeah. had a great game against Utah and was making yep. a Heisman push. In Kentucky in week two, curb stopped that. Yep. So. Yep, hundred um, percent. I mean, the biggest takeaway for me in the in our in our Midwest, we don't have to spend a ton of time on college football right now because we're not not in the conference season a ton really yet. The biggest yeah. takeaway for me is Notre Dame sucks. Yeah, and yeah. and that makes me feel good about Ohio State not being this juggernaut that people oh, are so, making yeah. it out to be. You know, they, they score 21 on Notre Dame, and then Notre Dame loses to Marshall. At home. I, At home. Notre Dame has a lot of questions to, to answer here. Um, if they find a way to, to salvage this and make it an 8-9 win season, you know, maybe they beat Clemson or, or beat USC. Okay, Marcus Freeman first year. Started off rough but finished strong. 
Sure. But where they got to be careful, they just lost to Marshall. They're 0-2, and they still have BYU, USC, and Clemson on the hook, as well as some other games. This could get ugly. Yeah. I mean, Freeman's got some work cut out for him. Ohio State didn't move the ball on Notre Dame. I don't know what to make of Ohio State. I mean, yeah, they won against an inferior Arkansas, Arkansas State. State team yesterday. I Didn't cover. They didn't cover the spread. No. I don't know what to make of their offense. I don't know how good C.J. Stroud really is. Um, they don't have – their receivers, as good as they are, are not what they were last year. So right. and Jake there are more hurt. question marks about Ohio State than maybe Ohio State fans want to think. Yeah, and Smith and Jigba's already hurt. Yep. You know? And and that's the type of guy that and this is the this is the not a bias Michigan or Ohio State thing. That's the type of guy that if if he's smart, he plays it safe. You don't wanna risk your draft stock in the NFL. Guys just yeah. guys are sitting out all the time. He's a surefire top ten pick. Yeah. You know? He may. He he's gonna take his time on this. Absolutely. And if he feels he dis- it it's not in his best interest to come back. I mean, I'm not telling Ohio State fans that's what's going to happen. No. But understand what Jacob is saying is a realistic possibility that he decides where he's at with his injury. It's best for him to just rehab on his own and prep for the combine. Right. So, I mean, I, the first two weeks, Michigan played two crappy opponents, but it's made me extremely optimistic. I was optimistic going into the year. The expectations to be Big Ten championship. They did it last year. JJ's won the job. They played two crappy teams, and they smoked both of them. And Ohio State is like this was this huge favorite to win the Big Ten. And from what I've seen so far this year, I'm like, I'm hoping Michigan's 11-0 and going into that game. And J.J. McCarthy's opened up a whole new aspect to this offense, and Michigan looks fantastic. Their their D line looks like they've reloaded. They're, yeah, they're, they got some studs on the D line that look like they'll be NFL guys. And I like I like what I'm seeing. I mean, they brought back all the playmakers on the offense except for Haskins, and yeah. Blake Corum's a stud. Donovan Edwards is a stud. Ronnie Bell's a stud. They got they they got great players on offense. And J.J. McCarthy adds a whole new aspect to that offense. And that right there. J.J. Uh, McCarthy, that Hawaii game. Yeah, Hawaii is one of the worst teams in college football. They're bad. But They're really bad. Can, there are things when a guy plays that you can see and go, it doesn't matter who you're playing. There's about one or two other quarterbacks in college football that have the capability of making that play. Yep. Uh, and J.J. McCarthy had a couple of throws yesterday in that Hawaii game where I went, oh, that's an NFL type of move. Or really, maybe Bryce Young is one of the only other guys that can make that throw on the run in that fashion. I'm trying my best not to hype up J.J. McCarthy too much. Um, but you see yesterday the the potential highs, his best stuff. He's a legitimate NFL caliber quarterback. And if Michigan's yep. got that guy, um, look, out. look out. I sky's the limit. Or Let's to quote this, Michael Jordan, the ceiling there. is the roof. You know, I, I got to put this out there because because we talked about it before the podcast. I, I am. I've been. I've been. Let's wait and see on the J.J. Cade uh, quarterback battle. Even last year, everyone was on the not everyone, but. Most of like 
Michigan Twitter and and wanted JJ. Yeah, media, media people were like, make the switch, make the switch, make the switch. And then Cade, you know, all he did was win games. That's all he did last year was win games. You know, win a Big Ten title for lose the Michigan first time State. in 17 years. Beat right. Ohio State for the first time in 10 years. They lose to Michigan State because Kenneth Walker. They can't stop Kenneth Walker. Who was the best running back in the country? Who's, uh, yeah, you know, right. who's an absolute stud. And so I always have a soft spot in my heart for Cade. And I wanted to legit see them this year. I I I was like, JJ's probably the better God given arm talent quarterback. But locker room matters. We don't see that. Fans don't see that. He got voted as a captain, you know, and and your press, you know, how you bounce back from mistakes, things like that. That stuff all matters. That that coaches see more than fans do, and you gotta sometimes take a step back as a fan. So I legit wanted to watch, and Kate didn't play great the first week, and they dominated, and JJ played great this week, and they still dominated, and so I'm in. Like Cade's the or uh, JJ's the guy, but the fact that he got booed that he got some booze at the big house is absolutely yeah. disgraceful. There's no, no way that should happen. I saw a few main Michigan Twitter accounts also calling out that BS from the Michigan, Michigan fans need to be better. It's awful. Michigan fans need to be better. Cade McNamara is not deserving of that. I said I mean, it a minute ago. He led you to the first big 10 title you've had in 17 years. And the first win of, over Ohio state you've had in a decade. And I mean, he had a couple of uh, poor performances, and now you're booing him. Especially, he comes in there up like thirty-five. They're up like thirty-five to zero. Like they were, they were dominating the game. It's not like, like, what do you want to see JJ run up the score to, to seventy? We don't need to see. You probably already know. Harbaugh probably already knows at that point. Like, like JJ's yeah. the guy. Let's let Kate yeah. go out there. Let's let's still cheer on our team captain, guy that. Beat Ohio State. That's the biggest. Thing. Big Ten championships, great. But like Ohio State's the hump that that you, you haven't got a Big over Ten title without beating forever. Ohio State. And they and they beat them last year and they dominated them. And yes, it was because of a lot of the run game and the defense, blah, blah blah. But guess what? Cade was still your guy. Stayed. Cade was still your quarterback. And that pissed me off so much, hearing that they booed him. You have every right to be not Suck. happy. Suck. It's Michigan fans have got to be better. Because you that still want that guy. Deserve better want than that. that. Guy, you're right. I still want that guy to be a part of this team. You know, like odds are, yes, I he's probably he, odds are he transfers. Do I hope he's out? It'd be great if he stayed. Have that guy as your insurance backup. That'd be so awesome. But if he's getting booed at a Michigan game, what are the chances he's staying? Um, they'll be lucky if he stays the year, right? Um, which is what I'd be hoping for at this point. But after this year, bye. Why would he stay? Why would he stay? All right, I'm getting Cade, treated like this from the fans, and I, I'm sitting behind J.J. next year, too. So, Like, to me, like you said, Cade doesn't have the NFL arm talent. No. You know, like Jake Rudock was a, was a, made the made a couple practice squads and backup. Cade's not that even. So, like, that's a guy you could still yeah, have. Yeah, I would agree. That's a guy you could have stay as a backup, and if, and if some, God forbid, something happens, Cade's a guy that can come in and, and still lead your offense. I would love to have him still. And it's just a terrible look to me. I hated it. It is. It's a terrible look. I can't say it enough. Michigan fans need to be better. And on the on the Put bright some side perspective things, on it. On the bright side of things, JJ's gonna be fantastic. I love JJ. When we signed him, watching highlight tapes from high school, I was like, holy crap, I hope this guy's an absolute stud. 
and he showed it yesterday. Uh, and yeah. I, again, some of y'all who are not Michigan fans are going to tell us, pump the brakes. You did, he did it against Col- uh, Colorado State and Hawaii. Right. I'm aware of that. I'm asking you, go watch the game. And, and there are throws where it's like he can do things that most quarterbacks cannot on a football field. Yep. It may mean it may not mean Michigan wins the Big Ten or gets the college football playoff this year, but he gives Michigan the best chance to win. Yep. Um, and then on on the other side of the Big Ten, the Big Ten West is fairly terrible. We can say. Yeah, they took it on the chin in week two, and um, it. I don't know who the best team is there. I would say Minnesota is the best team in the West right now. Yeah, uh, but I would put four, potentially five teams from the Big Ten East ahead of Minnesota. Yeah, Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Like, the Big Ten West is terrible. They're just awful. Worse than they usually are. Could Rutgers win the Big Ten West? They're 2-0. Not if Rutgers were in the Big Ten West, they would have a chance with how the Big Ten West is look. That's fair. That's fair. All right, you, you got any other big college football takeaways? Um, oh, Bama, Texas. We got a hit on Bama, Texas. That game yeah. was nuts. Yeah. Um, Texas, to me- the scenes in Texas, if they would have won that game, it would have been like the, the, the most wild, insane videos. Like it would have been Michigan, Ohio State last year. Like, like the stuff you oh, saw yeah. on the field from Michigan, like the storm in the field, all that stuff, it would have been comparable to that. Texas yep. would have been so back. It Texas was, is itching for that kind of. And they had it. It was there. They had it. Yep. Um, I, If Quinn Ewers doesn't go down in the second quarter, it, I think Bama loses by two scores. Uh, Ewers is, is legit. Um, it's unfortunate he's going to be out for about half the season now. Yeah. Uh, but he is a legit NFL quarterback. Yep. Texas would have won that game by at least two, would have beaten Bama by at least two scores had he not gone down. And even with the backup, who also got banged up in the game, I still think Texas should have won that game. I, I think there were a couple yep. of mismanaged plays. And, uh, and, and calls. Calls Ooh. by uh, Sarkeesian. And I, I, mean, they, I they had like 15 penalties or whatever more. It was like a record for a Saban coach team, and there were still calls that – Texas fans could have gripes with. Yes. Like, that's how poorly and Alabama undisciplined that bad. Bama's team was. It was t- it was bad. It, it, just gives me hope. it just gives me hope that that some SEC teams might ca- might, you know, might catch Bama and or Georgia, and they're maybe not as uh indestructible and and guaranteed for the college football playoff as many people think that they were at the beginning of the year. I'm on that train with Bama. Uh, Georgia, I need to see a little bit before I get there. I would put Georgia now as number one in my favorite to sure. go back to back. Um, Bama has to go to Arkansas and I believe to Tennessee, uh, which neither of those teams are slouches. Yeah. And after the way Bama just looked against Texas, they better be careful. If sure. they're going to sleepwalk against Texas – they can't sleepwalk against Tennessee or Arkansas and expect to win because right. they won't. All right. Well, um, we got a lot of college football ahead of us. You got any more uh, any more side side pieces with college football? Uh, Texas A&M is overrated. Yep. Um, and I 
I I don't care if they had the number one class last year and all this talent coming in. I have question marks about Jimbo Fisher running a program. Yep. Uh, I think he will disappoint year in and year out, and A&M better be ready for that. Yep. Uh, so it doesn't matter if you can't develop it. Yep, exactly. We talked about Notre Dame, and we talked about the Big Ten West, how they took it on the chin. Uh, Baylor was another top ten team that lost, but theirs is legit. They played BYU. Um College football is crazy. Uh, I think the only thing to me that is guaranteed right now is Georgia's number one. All right. You I can like you can really make arguments down the stretch or for a handful of other teams about who should even be two. Ohio State's two and oh. They don't look that they don't look up oh, like world beaters to me. Yep. Alabama should have lost on Saturday. You want to put Michigan at two, they played nobody. You know, like I Agreed. The only thing that's a guarantee is Georgia right now looks like the best team in the country. It's Everything a, else is. It's a nuts. classic. It's a classic, you know, early college football teams underperforming, overperforming. Time will tell. As of right now, the rankings pretty much mean nothing. Yep. Let's play yep. a few more games and then we'll figure out what what's going on. What this is. Yep. All right. It is time for our favorite segment. We have missed the last, you know, week and a half or so. It's time for OPA of the week. Let's get after Ooh, it. Let's go. There's been a lot. I'm sure there's been plenty of OPS. It's going to be tough to narrow it down. Um, well, we talked about the Big Ten West. I think this is where Mike's going. So, Mike, let's start with you. OPA of the week. Let's hear it. Yeah, my my big old OPA of the week will be the Wisconsin Badgers. You know, tying it, going into halftime, and then not scoring a single point in the second half to uh, Washington State as an eighth seed. We uh, lost to Washington State, so <laughs> kind of yeah. I, I Washington game? State's going to be one of the worst teams in the Pac-12, and um, I it's tough for me to look at this and go and not doubt the ceiling of Wisconsin football with Paul Chris as his head coach. Um, He's had a couple 10-win seasons. They've had good seasons under him. But I think the hope was he would build upon that and he'd finally reach the upper echelon of competing with the Ohio States, the Michigan States, the Penn States, and the uh, Michigans on a a yearly basis for the Big Ten title. I'm doubting that he can do that. I'm doubting that he can do that. Because that type of team doesn't lose to Washington State at home. And... um, Man, I, I hope I'm wrong on that, but I'm really doubting Paul Christ is a that he can lead Wisconsin to take that next step as a program. Yeah, it was a big old op on Wisconsin. Yeah, it, it just wasn't a good weekend for Wisconsin sports. How are the Brewers doing, Mike? We're not good. Um, we choked away our division lead, and we are basically out of the playoffs completely. We're like three games behind on the wild card, second wild card spot. So um, it's really not looking good for me. <laughs> I apologize. We'll have to bleep that one out. Yeah, we will. <laughs> we'll, we'll get an open. We'll get an open there. There's That's that's probably my new open of the week, swearing yeah, on a that's my podcast. Double open of the week for Mike. First time in <laughs> Don't You Know Sports history. <laughs> yeah, whoops. <laughs> Michael, would you like to go next or you want me to go? Uh, I think I'll go next. Uh, we right. actually talked a little bit about it earlier. Uh, my OPA of the week is going to go to – Scott Frost. 
Scott Frost. Scott Frost. I was going to go. I was the, I'm thinking Scott Frost, but I don't want to pile on the guy. All right. That's fair. You know, after his, his reign is over. Yeah. Uh, I am going to turn my attentions to South Bend, Indiana, and give my open of the week to Marcus Freeman. Ooh. After you guys played a tough game in the horseshoe, yeah, you lost, but like there was some optimism there. You cannot, in any way, shape, or form, as a top 10 team with playoff aspirations, come back and lay a colossal egg at home against Marshall. That is an absolute lack of preparation on Freeman and his staff to put his kids in the best position to succeed, to get his kids ready for that game. And as a Notre Dame fan, I would be extremely frustrated and disappointed that that was their response after the Ohio State game. They played with passion the Ohio State game. You've got to, you, you know, your playoff lives depend on winning each and every week from here on out. And to just be that lethargic, to be unprepared, not ready to go, is an absolute indictment on Marcus Freeman and his staff. He gets my open of the week. It's not, uh, it's not realistic, but I'm all aboard the train. Of, I don't, I don't want Notre Dame in the Big Ten. They're an embarrassment. You know, I don't want a team like that. I'd rather have Rut. I'd rather play Rutgers than Notre Dame. They're they're a higher tier program right now than Notre Dame. Look at the records, you know. <laughs> Rutgers is 2-0. They scored like 60-some points this week. What did Notre Dame do? Lost Lose to, to Marshall, Marshall at home. That's what they did. They lost to Who's Marshall coaching? at home. Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> what are we doing? We are Marshall? They got they got Randy Moss still catching passes for him, My I think. My goodness yeah. gracious. I mean, that, just... that's tough. Touchdown Jesus was not helping them. No. No, well, I maybe they weren't praying hard enough before the game. I, I don't know. They were praying to Mary. That's their problem. That's <laughs> that's their problem. Um, yeah. So Notre Dame, open the week, well deserved. Marcus Freeman, figure it out. Uh, it's a, it's a very it's interesting because you get the Brian Kelly. You know, he's he's trying to figure it out down there too. Yeah. And then everyone was like all aboard. Marcus Freeman joined North, and now they both seem to be in shambles. Yep, they're both so, not looking good. Both, yeah, both, both no bueno. Uh, I'm gonna go back to the personal well again. So, my wife is uh, 39 weeks pregnant. We're expecting a, our first child any day now. My whole family went to the Hawaii was got, got tickets in like July for the Hawaii Michigan game. And they're like, hey, do you want to go? And I was like, well, that's like seven days, eight days away from our due date. We probably should not go. I'm going to pass. And then I woke up on Saturday morning. And I looked at my wife. And I said, is that kid coming out today? And she was like, oh, nothing yet. And I said, okay, you want to go to the Michigan tailgate with me? And she's like, reluctantly, you know, sure, we can go. You know? And so she goes and, and humors me the entire day. Sits in a chair in the tailgate, you know, you know, great food at the tailgate, a lot of fun, a lot of fun people. It was, it was a great time. And there's a weather delay, you know, so we stay longer, you know, instead of five hours, we're there for seven, eight hours, hanging out the whole time. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's a, you know, ticket prices are going down and it's like, 
I'm trying to be that guy of like, no, I'm not going into the game. We just went to tailgate. We're not going into the game just in case anything happens. We can't go. We can't go into the game. We can't. Like I know this in my head. And so I, it it gets to the point. I look at her. I'm like, well, we've been offered free tickets. You want to go in? I'm like we can go in. And she's like, no, we're not going in. I'm like, you're right. We can't. We can't. So that my hope is is getting my hopes up to go into the Michigan game, knowing that it's not a smart decision for my well-being and for my wife's well-being to go into the game. Just extremely stupid on my part to think that it would be a good idea to go into a Michigan-Hawaii game of all games at like 9.30 kickoff to go watch a game where they win by 50 and wanting to keep my wife out till 2 in the morning. <laughs> so she was she she was headstrong, you know, she was my voice of reason. We we went home, watched I watched the game. She drove home, you know, not probably not great on my part. I I I I offered to drive home. Don't know if I should have drove home. Didn't drive home. Um and she got we got McDonald's on the way home, watched the game. We were we were in bed before before midnight. 11 11:30. So it ended up working out okay, but the op is me, just kind of just being an idiot. That's really what it is. Yeah, shout out Sadie for uh, for humoring you through that yes. whole trip. Yes, and the Badgers lost that day as well. Like she she was sitting there, and I had to watch. She had to watch her team lose, and then bunch of she bound around a bunch of Michigan fans, and she roots for Michigan. It's like her second team, but it was still just you know probably not the most enjoyable day for her, and I had to make her go through that because. You know, I'm a selfish husband, and I love Michigan football. And I, if I said, I told multiple people that I, random people I met, I said, you know, if my kid's going to be born today, I'd rather, no better place than the big house, you know? <laughs> so. <laughs> I love that. Where legends are born. That's right. That's right. All right, guys, that, that concludes our Open of the Week. A little bit of a long episode, but we kept it under two hours. Well, we still have two more things to unveil. Oh, you're yes. right. Yes, we Before do. We yes, off, we do. We do not to, forget. Better have we been have sticking with us. So, Mike, I'm going to let you take over after. I'm going to preface it, and then you're going to take over, okay? So, yes, we've been off for a week and a half, but doesn't mean we haven't been grinding. And figuring out ways to improve and make the podcast better. Take it to another level. Take the brand to another level. So, uh, one, Mike's been working on something that is going to be electric. It's going to be amazing. And two, the group has been working on something else. Gotten some ideas from a few people that we're going to unveil soon. Mike, Let's hear it. What do you got? Yes, absolutely. So uh, we've been talking about it for a few months now. And basically one of our number one feedback on this podcast is that they're too long. They're a little bit over an hour. And so not this one, though. Yeah, this one. This one's pretty short. Um, <laughs> well, basically, there's just so much content to put out. and We only do two podcasts a week. So obviously we're talkers. We want to put it out and it always goes over for an hour. And, you know, every time it's like, let's just keep this one to 45 minutes. And then it's hour 20, maybe yep. two hours for this one. Yep. Um, well, I had this idea of uh, starting up the date 
daily podcast. It's going to be 10 to 15 minutes long. We're going to do it. We're going to uh, unveil it on, or, you know, we're going to put out the podcast on days that we don't have the main podcast out. And then it's just going to be like, uh, it's going to be mostly like probably 90% NFL stuff, just like NFL previews, breakdowns, trade analysis, stuff like that. Uh, it's just going to be really fun, exciting stuff. I'm going to try to get on one of the six guys every single week, uh, maybe even different guests. And um, it's just going to be an awesome little time. We're going to just like talk about stuff and that way. We can kind of have more content, but in, you know, for people with maybe like not as much time to listen to a full hour podcast or they have small commutes and that way they can get their, you know, their sports knowledge in by us. So I'm really, really excited. I'm hoping to drop the first podcast this week. I already have a logo. It's going to be electric. What's it called? It's going to be called the daily don't you the daily don't you we're pumped you. about it love it so we're, we're, don't you know sports we're hoping to do we're hoping to two podcasts a week for don't you know sports that's the goal sunday nights for sure so they'll be released monday monday morning every week and then we're still trying to figure out a, a common weekday that will work for everybody we got thursday night football every week schedules still change so we're, we're going to try and be consistent just bear with us. We all got real life jobs, real life hits sometimes. Um, and then number two, the next big announcement on Monday, probably while you're listening to this podcast, go check it out. We're revealing a new logo for don't you know sports. It's going to be sweet. Shout out Julia Schwark. She designed it. It looks awesome. We're hoping eventually to get some, some hats and t-shirts rolling which will be sweet. Like I said, we haven't uh, we haven't been consistent with the with the times of the podcast, but that doesn't mean we still aren't behind the scenes, still trying to you know carve out our niche and and put in the time for the people and grow the brand. I, I we're excited. Football season's upon us. We got you know really. What did, you, what did you say? Through at least March of, of great sports season. Right? It's nonstop sports, at least through March. And then you still got NHL and NBA playoffs and stuff like that through June. You know, we started up at last year at, at, a, at a good time, not a great time. This is our first football season. So it's we're going we're gonna to keep growing. We're excited. It's, it's a good time to be part of Don't You Know Sports. Yeah, it's going to be fire. I'm really, really excited for it. And I think it's going to take us to the next level as well. We're going to hit a a, a new, um, you know, kind of seg- market segment of uh, podcast listeners. Absolutely. So, yeah. And we'll get rid of the, and that basketball logo on our football podcast will be gone. So Right, right. Probably- Mike, you said that'll be our retro logo. Yeah, I love so, the retro look, though. Yeah. I, I already like, love it, but. In, in, you know, 12 years when, when we're all, you know, we've all quit our jobs and we're making money off of this podcast and you know, we're, we're bajillionaires. We are friends with a bunch of professional athletes and college coaches and you know, whatever Aaron Rodgers is a regular guest. And then we'll be like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're, we're friends with Rodgers and it'll just be like, we'll, we'll unveil the don't you know sports retro logo and it's going to blow up. It'll blow up. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll be wearing that stuff. I can't wait. So we've been getting a lot of engagement on uh, on Facebook still. That's still the biggest one where we get the most uh, follows, likes, and all that stuff. We gotta we we're still we're working on the 
the Instagram. Ben's been on the grind with the reels and and getting that stuff shared out. So we got to get the Instagram and the Twitter. You guys still keep rolling. Got to get some polls and different things out there that uh, so we can keep growing the brand. But we uh, we appreciate all the people that are, are listening still, especially if you're still listening now. You know, you're you're two hours into the podcast. God bless you specifically <laughs> if you're still listening. We love you. You're the best. We love you. Absolute best. So uh, keep you're invited keep to my wedding. With... Yeah, absolutely. You're invited to Mike and Mike's wedding. Both of them. I, we're not getting married. Invite. Us two. They're together, not getting married. Separate no, wedding. no. Separate wedding. It'll be two separate weddings. Don't separate know when, wedding. but you know, you're yeah. invited to both. Okay. <laughs> you guys got anything else for this evening? That's all I got this morning. I think I'm good. Are listening to it in the morning. All right. Well, we thank you all for listening. We would love if you share with with your friends, with your family, with your dog, with your cat, with your neighbor, with with the guy that you're sitting next to at the red light, you just turn the volume, roll your window down, turn the volume up. He's like, hey, what are you listening to? DK Sports. DK Look Sports, it up. Baby. That's what we need. That's what we need. All right. Thank you all for listening. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. We will try to not ever have a week and a half long break ever again. DK Sports for life. God bless you all.